Every little girl grows up dreaming about her happy ever after, but most of us don't have fairy tale scriptwriters making sure we get it. That's where the Happy Ever After show comes in. If you have been waiting for a fairy godmother to wave her magic wand and release your frustrations, create the prosperity you want and live a life you love, then listen closely. It's time to learn how to make your own wishes come true with your host, Cassie Parks. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Happy Ever After Show. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and I'm excited to be spending the next 30 or so minutes with you, give or take. I know that you're listening because you want to welcome money into your life without the struggle so that you can build your business quicker and easier. And as I've talked about before, I think that's so important because one of the things that I see that can hang entrepreneurs up is that they're, you know, from going to that higher level of success is that with that higher level of success comes money and they have to be able to welcome that abundance and, and own it in their life. And so that's part of the reason why I'm going through this process, you know, with, uh, telling you all about the manifest 10,000 book and going through the process. And today we're going to talk about debt and how it affects your ability to manifest, because I know that that's something that comes up a lot, right? If if you have some debt, whatever it is, it's one of the first things that come up for people. And so I really want to talk about how does this impact your manifesting abilities and what you do and what's going on uh, with that? And how can you, you know, if being debt free is something that you want, we're going to talk about that. And how do you how do you get there and and what's the process? So that's what we're going to talk about today. You know, I'm just thinking today is so great. I've been traveling. I have like almost three total weeks of travel planned. Um, I'm home for about three days in the middle of part of it, but just loving life right now and my ability to do what I always wanted, which was to travel and work from anywhere, you know? In a couple of weeks, I'll be in Manhattan staying at my friend's apartment that overlooks, you know, Central Park on the Upper West Side and just getting to wake up and know I can work there. Like I'm still going to work, but I get to go be in New York and enjoy, you know, one of my favorite cities along the way. It's just it's so awesome. And that's really why that's why I do what I do is because I want to have more people. If that's your dream, like I know it's not everybody's dream. It's definitely not all my clients' dreams to wake up in the middle of Manhattan, but whatever waking up in the middle of Manhattan is for you, whether that's being on a boat, whether that is being in Paris, whether that's being tucked away in a little cabin in the woods, like I want to help you step into that life and create that life for you so that you have, you get to say like, this is what's awesome in my life right now. I'm traveling, I'm doing whatever I want. Um, even if it doesn't include travel. So take a second and just tap into that. Um, what is awesome about your life and what do you want? You know, what do you want to be sharing with your friends and your colleagues? Like, what do you want to be saying about your life? You know, I just got done saying this to somebody about how, you know, it's why it's on the top of my mind about how, yeah, I'm traveling. I'll be here for about a three, four day period in the middle. And so that's what reminded me. So just take a second and think about, you know, five years from now, how do you want to be describing your life? What do you want to just be telling, you know, somebody that's an acquaintance, a friend, whoever it is, like, how do you want to be talking about your life? Because that's so important to creating it. And if you've been listening to this show for very long, you know, everything I teach 
the first strategy is to get clear on that future life you want. You know, it's not just the business and how many clients and how many this and how many that. It's what does that life look like? Because once you build the life, you can put your business into it and it starts getting created quicker and easier. So it's important to know how you want to talk about your life. So that's kind of that little tip today before we dive into this topic of manifesting debt freedom and, and all of that. You know, this season of the podcast is brought to you by my book, Manifest 10,000, which is getting closer and closer to being available in bookstores. And what I'm doing right now, seeing my life is seeing all these pictures flood my Facebook feed of people who see the book in bookstores. So, you know, put, putting that out there that that's, you know, that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing in a couple months. Um, and talking about my life and sharing like, oh, so-and-so, Susan saw it, you know, in Portland at the bookstore. Um, somebody else saw it in Philly, you know, all these things. I'm excited about that. And uh, if you love this podcast, if you're love, loving what you're getting about how to welcome more money in your life and how it impacts your business and, and the behind-the-scenes things that I'm giving you about, you know, launch and all and um you know, the business part that also goes along with this course, because my intention is to be really clear and help you out with how to how to set your business up for success at the same time teaching you about how to, you know, manifest $10,000 and being one of those people who easily welcomes money in their life. So if you are loving this, I would love if you went to manifest10,000book.com and you pre-ordered your copy of Manifest 10,000. And as my gift to you for doing that and helping support the book and, and really getting it into more hands, like that is the more pre-orders there are, the more book buyers are going to take notice, the more stores it's going to be in, you know, because this is a process and it's a whole process that I'm learning about, you know, what do they look at? What do they, you know, want? Because I think so many people, and I like to be upfront about this because this was a belief I had for a long time or what, how I thought it worked. It's like, you don't just write the book and get the deal and magically it ends up in all these bookstores, right? There's all these people working on your behalf. My publishers out there, they're out there pitching every week. They're out there talking about me and talking about the book. And so when they can say, Hey, she's got all these, this book already has these pre-orders, then that tells the book buyers and the stores that this is going to be a title people are interested in. So uh, I would love your support in, in getting that out there. So manifest10,000book.com, any of the links at the bottom, you can order from your favorite place that's available at so many online retailers. And then just come back and fill out the form and I will send you a complimentary copy right now that you can mark up and go through and read. And when your copy comes around May, sometime in May, it's going to arrive maybe sooner in your mailbox, you get to gift that to a friend. So my gift to you um, is just that you get to pay it forward in another way by supporting me in the launch of this book. Just a, want a quick shout out to some of you who have uh, pre-ordered the book and you've you know, filled out the form and I'm sending your books on the way. Natalka, Dolly, Stephanie, Roslyn, and Tanya, just wanna say a quick shout out and thank you for doing that. And all right, I'm excited. Let's get into this topic. While I don't love talking about debt, I love being able to educate you and give you some options about the ways to think about debt. So let's get into the topic of manifesting debt freedom and how debt impacts your manifesting. So if you haven't heard my story before, I'm going to share it. And if you have, just 
you know, keep listening, we'll get to to more awesome stuff. So for me, you know, when I started making money, and money was a little was easier, right? I knew I had always until I got my corporate job, I'd always worked basically contract. So whether it was, um, there was a couple times for a couple months in high school where I had a summer job that, you know, I worked 20 hours a week and I got paid, I don't know, 180 or 160 hours every two or whatever it was, right? Um, I made six bucks an hour at that job. I always remember that. And that was, for me, that was phenomenal. So I just thought I was like, it was awesome. I could go to work and, and have these hours and make money. And so... There was a time, but after sort of in, even in high school, like I, I more worked at, um, jobs that were sort of contracts. So whether it was being a waitress, whether it was working a job where I just worked when there was hours to be worked, uh, that's mostly what I did. And so to, you know, when I started having this job where like, oh, you go to work, like there's a steady paycheck and it's, you know, around 40 hours a week, that was awesome. And so I started building that and, but what I looking back, what I realized is I didn't have strong intentions. Like I had wanted to be financially independent when I was 19, 20, but you know, when I got 24, 25, I sort of just forgot that stuff. Right. Or, or more importantly, I think I didn't know how to do it. Nobody said like, if this is your goal, go do this. Right. I was investing in my IRA, you know, I was investing in some things, but nobody, like, I didn't have this, this, vision that I talk about, right? I didn't have five, the five-year vision when I was 25 and I'm like, okay, at 30, this is what I want to, this is what I want to have. And had I taken the time to do that and do what I say now, um, had I known, like, I, I think things would have gone a lot, I know they would have gone a lot faster just because when you don't have a vision and this all ties into debt, cause I think this is part of how it gets created. When you don't have a vision of where you're going in terms of your money or your business, right? So even you know, everyone who's listening to this is an entrepreneur. I know that's why you listen. I'm guessing you listen to the show. Uh, but like, let's just take a step back and talk about even money taking sort of the entrepreneur, the business side out of it. When you don't have a vision for what's going to happen with your money and what your goals are and what your intentions are and, and having some idea of how you're going to get there, there's no... There's nothing that pulls money in or helps it stay around, right? So sometimes it goes like this. Um, at one point in my life, it was like I felt like I had, you know, I always had to have $1,000 in my bank account, right? Well, when that became easy because I wasn't looking at it, I wasn't, you know, because there was, you know, a couple thousand dollars coming in every month, right? And me, and I, you know, my bills were low or whatever. So when that was a little bit easier, if you don't have sort of that next vision, okay, so my next vision should have been maybe to have $5,000 in my savings account and then 10000 and then whatever, but I didn't have that vision back then. And so when there's no place that sort of pulls that money to stay or pulls it to a container of a savings account or an investment or, or whatever it is, you find ways to flit it away. And one of the ways to really keep that um, – you know, keep yourself from, let's just take the $1,000 in the bank account example, right? So let's say that was your thing. It's like, you're like, I need $1,000 at all times. And you start making more money, right? One of the ways to flit away that money and basically meaning like it just sort of flies through your hands is to get to go into some debt, right? So let's say that you had $300 extra a month. So like 
you know, you had a thousand and then one month it's like 1300 and 1600, you know, if you're not used to, and you don't have a vision, if you don't have this vision of where you're going, it can be really easy to go out and get something and create a debt payment. That's $300 a month, because that's going to take you back down to that thousand dollars. And that's, that's where I think a lot of debt things come from is that people don't get clear about what they want in terms of money. And so when more money comes, starts coming in, they, they start finding ways to keep it going out, right? Rather than allowing, you know, your account to build to 1300 and 1600 and 1900 and 2200 and 2500, right? Month after month and after a year, you know, it's at 4600, 1000 plus 3600, right? 40, instead of build that, there you find a way. And again, this doesn't happen. You don't go, oh, I'm just going to flip my money around. It comes from not having that clear vision of what you want, right? And so I want to highlight that, especially because we're going to talk later about, you know, you've heard the saying, like, when you know better, you do better. So odds are whatever debt is in front of you was created when you didn't know better, right? Like some of you are literally shaking your head as you're driving to work or you're running, listening to this, and you're going, yeah, I didn't know that. Right. And had I known that and had a vision, I would have done it differently. Cool. Like if you would have known better, you would have done better. And now you do get to know better and you do get to do better. And the reason I want to highlight that is because we're going to talk about in, a, in just a few minutes about letting go of sort of that guilt about that debt and not knowing better and not making a different choice. Right. So I think I want to lay that foundation of that's how. It starts to happen. And for me, that's absolutely how it happened, right? Is I was getting in, I became in this different money situation. I didn't necessarily update my goals to, to match going forward, right? And so I found myself in this place where I'm sort of flitting away money by, by getting in debt. And then it was like, okay, well, um, now that that's here, oh my God, you know, then there's like this panic because there's this very societal, there's a lot of things out there. Um, and I, I'm not saying that you should love to be in debt or strive to get in debt, but but what happens is there's this these things that come, you know, and all of a sudden there starts to be this guilt about you should get out of debt. You shouldn't have debt. You should you should be trying to figure that out. Like that's going to stop your life This in, the, in all of these things. And sometimes it comes from, oh, you know, really a lot of money is going to service debt. But a lot of times it comes, it just comes out of this place that it's like, you got to be debt free, you got to be debt free, you got to be debt free. And so, you know, I started like, oh my God, I can't have this debt. This is terrible. Like I got to get out of debt, right? Which is, you can probably relate to someone's probably shaking their head right now. Like, yep, I got to get out of debt. And that became my focus, getting out of debt which if we break down that focus, it really is on debt. And what happened is I was creating more while I was trying to get out. And the reason was, is because that's where my energy and attention and focus was. I didn't step back and say, Hey, create a huge vision of where you want to go. I did eventually. Um, and that's what changed everything. Create a vision of where you want to go and, you know, sort of then figure out, how getting out of debt fits in the process or not having debt or having debt, whatever fits in, in the process. I didn't say that. I said, I got to get out of debt. I got to get out of debt. And so 
that's what I was putting in front of me. And so it was so weird. It would just, I would just get in more, and it might've been just a couple hundred dollars a month, but it was like more and more debt, you know? And it'd be, I remember one time realizing what had happened. It's like, I, you know, maybe I went out the night before and I, so I left my debit card in my pants pocket. So I always have my credit card as my, my backup, um, in my wallet. And so it's like, oh, I'd have to use that. And then it'd be like, I'd go five days without remembering to get it out of my pocket, you know, because, you know, I'd get home and, you know, do whatever I do and then, you know, go to work the next day and like, oh, I need to buy lunch and, oh, shoot, it's still in my pants pocket, you know. And there were other things that happened with this. I just remember this one, right? And so it was like I'd put the money on there because I was really good at staying within my budget when I saw it in my bank account. You know, like I, I knew I had certain amount of money. I didn't, I didn't ever go over my checking account. It wasn't, it wasn't anything like that. Um, so I could manage it. And those things that I was paying for, like lunch or, you know, going shopping are things that I normally would have paid for on my debit card. So it's not like I was going over and above or I was spending more, but I was spending more because I wasn't paying attention. And it was really an energetic thing. There was no reason to be spending more. There was no reason to be creating debt, except that's where my focus was. Right. And I, I like, I studied the law of attraction. And finally, one day I was like, holy crap, like, this is what you're doing. You're creating more because this is where your focus is. And so often I see this happening in people's lives. And here's the problem. You know, I saw um, Laurel Langmeyer speak about this once and it made total sense and she goes have you ever met somebody and like their focus is like get out of debt get out of debt get out of debt get it out of debt and like that's their sole focus for maybe like three years and they get out of debt and two months later something seemingly out of their control happens and bam they're right back in debt right they're back twenty thousand dollars in debt and she's like it's because that's where their focus had been and that made so much sense to me and the more i see it in my clients like I see that, right? It's like, that's where the focus, and it has no other choice but to be created when that's your focus. You're, you know, when that's your most important focus, right? It doesn't mean that that can't be part of the plan of your greater vision, but when that is the top tier focus, it is going to create more of that. Whether you do get out and then bam, something comes along, right? which I actually had happen to me. I can't remember the circumstance, but I know that happened to me once. Um, and it wasn't like 20,000, but it was like a couple thousand. Um, you know, it's like, oh, bam, like that happens, right? And so it, it's, it's not that it's doesn't, it just doesn't get the most attention, right? The most attention that you're putting on anything in terms of money needs to be on your future vision. Where are you going? Who are you becoming in terms of money? What is the lifestyle and the money persona that you are creating? Because when you're driven by that, it automatically, and that's your focus, right? It's out there. I'm look. I'm literally, I'm looking at my big window towards the mountains and I'm like pointing. It's like, it's out there in the future, right? And so in my office, it's like, on the top of that mountain is like the money vision, right? And in front of me is my computer. And so if you can imagine this visual, like you want your focus to be out there. And what happens, you know, let's say that my computer is is my debt, right? And it's about, I don't know, two feet in front of me. It's in front of my microphone. So that's right there. If I look there 
and I'm focused on debt, 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 debt. Like that's all I can see. That's my whole focus. But when I lift my head up and I look at the top of the mountain that's straight ahead of me, like I, I just in my peripheral can see my computer. It's just a little bit of what comes into play when I put my vision on that place out there of what I want. And this is true for you too. So the thing about how to manifest your way out of debt is to, to stop focusing on it and to start creating that vision. What do you want? Who do you want to be in terms of money? What do you want your life to look like? And this is exactly what I did. So when I realized that and I said, okay, I'm just getting myself more in debt because this is where I'm focusing on. And I put my eye on the prize of what I wanted, which was, you know, to be financially independent and create, you know, create passive income. When I put my eye and said, okay, I want financial independence. That's what I want. I want money coming in that's paying my bills every month. Then like the debt became a side and I'll tell you how I did it. It was super easy. And you can Google this, like snowballing your debt. All I did was decide, I don't know. Okay, I'm going to put a hundred extra dollars to my debt a month. That's the energy that's going there because I did want to like, I, I wanted to, for me, part of my vision was having the lowest expenses possible, right? Because financial freedom came when, okay, I have the money coming in that pays my bills. So I wanted my bills to be as little as possible. So I said, okay, I'm going to put, um, maybe it was 50 bucks, maybe it was a hundred bucks into this. And I snowballed my debt. And basically all that means is like, you take the lowest card, um, the lowest, um, amount a card and you put the extra money towards that. So, and then when that's paid off, you take that payment plus that extra money that you've allocated and you put it towards the next card. And I put it on an automatic thing, right? I just, I set them all up as automatic payments. I put the extra money where it was going and I literally stopped looking at that, looking at that, except when something would be paid off and I would go, okay, like this goes to this. You know, I did, when I got extra money, I did put uh, 10% or maybe I put 50% because towards expenses, I put 50% to lowering my expenses. So let's say that $2,000 came in. I would allocate, you know, 200 for fun. I would allocate, you know, 200 to savings and investments and 200 to, you know, invest in something for personal growth. And then I would put a thousand into a debt. And it wasn't that I was paying, I didn't focus on paying off the debt. What it was is giving me more freedom. It was just lowering my expenses, right? Just like, and I, I didn't put energy into it. I didn't even really, I didn't celebrate it. It was as matter of fact as I could be. I remember the time I went in and, and did it on my Lowe's card. And I just, um, that's where I met my carpool buddies. So I got out of my car. I went into Lowe's. I made the payment and I walked out and I didn't give it any more energy, attention, or thought because I wanted to starve all of the energy. I wanted it to make it matter of fact that, you know, that debt was, was disappearing, right? Because I wanted my vision, I wanted my eyes to be on my vision of what I was creating in my life in terms of my financial future. And so that's how I did it and that's how it happened. And and slowly it just started, I don't even remember. And because I put so little attention, the only card I ever remember paying was the, um, was the Lowe's. Card. I remember that I paid off my car, but I didn't celebrate sending the last check. I paid, uh, I celebrated when I got the title in the mail, 
right? When I got the title to the Jeep, I was like, yeah, that was what I celebrated. And it was more about celebrating the Jeep and it's mine and whatever. It wasn't about, oh, yay, I paid off debt, right? It was about focusing on what I wanted. So that's how I do it. So I want to talk a little bit. Um, story took a little bit longer than I anticipated, but I just want to touch on why I think sometimes people, why people focus on debt, right? So that you can become aware. And if these are your things, you can shift them. And remember, like the, the way to shift it, like you don't have to figure it out. You don't have to figure out why. You don't have to go back into the story. You don't have to dissect every part of it. You can just choose to put your focus on your financial future. Now you have to choose what is it that you want? Like wh what is your financial future? You have to get clear on that so that you're going towards that, right? That's how you take your your focus off of this thing of the debt and you put it on your future. Um, so one of the things is, you know, my mentor tells this story about how she lost and gained a hundred pounds five times. And it blows my mind when she tells this story because I'm like, wow. And, and she would always tell it in a, a few months ago, she actually was like, why? And, and the reason why is because then that's what she had to focus on. She always had to focus on gaining and losing weight. Like that's the thing that she allowed to occupy her mind. So she didn't have to focus on anything else. And very often I think this is what happens when people get in this um, sort of consumed focus of their debt is that if they are focused on paying that, managing that, doing that, and then getting back in and paying and managing, all of that energy that's in your mind is keeping you distracted from something else. I don't know if this is true for everybody, but I'm going to highlight some of the things that I've seen along the way so that you can become aware of whatever it is that's directing your life, your energy, and your focus so that you can then put it on your financial future, right? So one of the reasons, I'm just going to give an example of why I can think somebody might do this, is because if they're focused on that, they're not focused on their future. Like they're spending the energy focused on debt. I got it. This is what's blocking my whole life. Um, you know, this focus, I got to pay this, I got to do this. Like when the energy and focus is on that, maybe they don't have to focus on their marriage, right? Maybe they, they're not wanting to focus on that future spot because they don't understand how that fits in. So I've seen that in people, right? So it's easier to, to be consumed by, I got to pay off debt. I got this, I got this than to really look at that future place. Because if you start putting energy in that future place, um, it can feel like I have to make a decision now, right? And so we don't have a lot of time left in the show, but what I will say about that is just get clear on what you want, right? And start focusing on the life that you want and and let the other pieces start working themselves out. Yeah, you might have to deal with some things you don't want, but put that focus there. Um, and so... That's, you know, it's that it's that focus on this or that, right? Um, another thing that happens is I think people just don't know what else to focus on. So after this show, you know, and by listening to this specific show, but all of this Happy Ever podcast, especially on the Manifest 10,000, what you want to focus on and where you want to put your energy is getting clear on what's that financial future? What's that life that you want to be living, Right. Um, 
another thing that comes with why I think people focus on sort of this whole debt thing is it's an easy, um, it's a way to give yourself a way out sometimes, right? So I will see people, it's so interesting because I'll see people who are like, oh, I can't afford such and such, right? But then I'll watch them spend that amount of money on something else that doesn't seem, you know, it's not food or shelter, <laughs> and you know, like a day later or two days later. And what I notice about sort of those habits is that if you, money often becomes, and debt I think is is sort of the number one, right? Because um, you know, when when somebody says I can't afford that, right? People feel bad usually, and and they shut up, right? Like it's it's our custom to oh okay I get it like you can't afford it you can't do that right? What I've noticed is, you know, often saying you can't afford it is a way of like not even giving yourself the choice. It's a way of of like stepping out of certain places in your life and not moving forward. And it's a reason that everybody, most people are like, oh, okay, I get it. Like you can't afford that. And then if you have debt, right, you can even say it to a bigger degree. It's like, oh, I can't afford it. And, you know, we have, you know, $20,000 in debt or I have all this debt I have to pay off first. I have to get out of debt before I can move forward in my life. And I just want you to like let those words wash over you. And that may not be you. And if you're feeling like maybe this is some awareness to look at that, really look at what's in your life that you're not moving forward in but and you're using this as more or less an excuse right it's like the gaining and losing 100 pounds it's in that same thing if i have this to focus on i don't have to take that chance i don't have to see if that would make me happy i don't have to do these things and just become aware because this is important information because if it is sort of your excuse like i can't afford it and i keep myself in debt like some people i think actually when we unravel it, they keep themselves in that debt so that they can always have the excuse, I can't afford it, right? Just like, you know, the gaining, losing 100 pounds. So your focus can has to always be on that. Like, if you always have the, the reason, I won't even use excuse, but a reason, like, I can't do that because, like, I can't afford it because I have all this debt. And you keep yourself in that debt so that you have a reason not to move forward in your life. I think it's worth evaluating and getting clear, like, what is the life that you want and how are you stepping into it? Um, and then I, there's this one. You know, we talked, I mentioned in the beginning, you know, that, oh, we're going to, it's going to be a long show, but I think it's worth it. And so, um, you know, when people... When you know better, you do better, right? So I talked about in the beginning of the show how, you know, in the past, like, I didn't know better. I didn't, I didn't know on some level I did know because I've known this stuff for a long time, but I, it wasn't at the forefront of my mind. I didn't know like, hey, you need to figure out what you want and invest in that financial future and that money persona and how you want to live your life 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. Right. I didn't know that. And I and I maybe I knew, but I didn't know like that I wanted to start putting money there. And then if I started to putting money, if I started putting money there, I'd be building that faster. Right. And I didn't know that by not focusing on that money was sort of just flitting away. I didn't know that. So I can forgive myself for that. Right. But so often, you know, people 
keep this focus on debt is a way I think of punishing themselves for making decisions when they didn't know better. If you didn't know better, you didn't know better, right? I didn't know better that I was, you know, creating a $300 payment so that my savings account didn't grow because I wasn't comfortable with that, right? I didn't know that then. If I knew it, I would have done better, but I didn't. So I can forgive myself for that. And you can forgive yourself for the things that you didn't know you didn't know. And if you just learned it today, awesome. Then you definitely didn't know it then whenever you created this debt, right? And the thing to remember is, um, you know, forgive yourself so you can stop punishing yourself for it. Just, you know, focus on what you want because continually punishing and wishing you'd known and all of that is really living in the past. You can't do anything about it now, right? It is what it is. Like, get clear about whatever the numbers are. If you want to, if part of it is paying it down, like, and that's part of your future vision, like, you know, Google snowballing and just let it take care of itself, set it up to take care of itself. Um, and then I would, you know, make sure you're clear about your financial future. So you have a place to put your mental energy because if a lot of mental energy has been going to try and figure this out and be worried about it and be stressed about it and all these things, when you, when you let go of the focus on that, there is going to be freed up mental energy and you want to direct it where you want it to be. Like you want to give yourself a place, which is I think a good place for that, is that future financial vision life that you want to be living. Like put that energy there instead of, you know, because you, you want to direct it. Otherwise it's going to go to where it always has been going, which is worrying about and freaking out about debt, right? So, you know, if you would have known better, you would have done better, but it's in the past and there's like the worrying and the fret and the stressing and the punishing yourself. The only thing it's, it's not fixing it, right? No matter if you've been doing that for a year, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, it's not fixing the situation, right? You can probably look back no matter how long it's been and realize it isn't fixing it. What will make the situation better is focusing on that future point, like getting clear about what you want right? Putting your energy there so that you can let up on this other energy that's just recreating itself, right? Because it is in the past. Whatever it is, it's already over. You can't, you probably can't return whatever created that debt, right? Whether it was, you know, I don't know, a course you took or a big screen TV or, or a medical bill, like whatever it is, you can't return that at this point, or you probably would, right? So accept it and start moving forward, you know, trying to being in this place of worry and focus and fretting on it just keeps you in the same place. It, it doesn't allow you to move toward the place you really want. And so the first step in moving towards that place, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's getting out of debt. It's coming up with a plan. That's not the first step. The first step is getting clear about what do you want? Who do you want to be? What life do you want to be living? What does your financial future look like? And get put energy and attention on that. Like do it for a month. Before you ever even think about this, like practice getting your energy and attention focused on that future point. I'm literally looking at that mountain right now, right? And practice focusing there before you, and then let it come up naturally how you're going to handle this situation and move through it and do whatever you need to do, right? Um, so focus on what you actually want. Um, we're, we're running a little bit this show is a little bit long, so thank you for hanging with me. Uh, let me know if it was helpful, if you had ahas. I love to hear 
when things open up. So you can always, you can um, email me at thecassieparks at gmail.com and let me know how this show opened up for you and what it did for you. Before we do finish, I do want to talk about um, really cool um, somebody who read Manifest 10,000, she's put up a, a YouTube video. She put it up a couple months ago. And um, it's called How I Manifested $1,000 in 10 Days. And she tells you the story. And um, she did it through a gift card. It's exciting. Uh, and it's just, I wanted to share. If you want to go watch the video, go watch the video. Uh, but she talks about you know how she used the stuff in the book and how she got clear about how she would want to feel. So I just wanted to share that with you because that's fun and uh, leave you with this mantra. I focus on experiencing abundance. I focus on experiencing abundance. If you just start practicing that mantra and saying it, your focus is naturally going to turn to that abundant place and, and you're going to be able to focus, you know, I'm looking at that mountain again, out there where your future self lives in this place of financial security, maybe financial freedom, uh, maybe even financial fun, right? Maybe it's it's a place where your future self loves money and interacting with money. Um, but I focus on experiencing abundance. Until next time, have a fabulous time and uh, go out and enjoy your life as much as possible. Thanks for joining us on the Happy Ever After Show, where you don't need a genie lamp to get your wishes granted. Now that you're inspired and ready to take action, get yourself on the path to your happy ever after by scheduling a complimentary strategy session at createmyhappyeverafter.com 